TTB Music Podcast. September. Oh God, you got me. Hello. Yes. Welcome to uh, Indian summer. Indian summer. Indian summer week. It's dark outside, but it sure is hot. It is. It's getting hot in here. Uh, <laughs> welcome to podcast. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think eight. Are we nine. say nine? I think it's eight. <laughs> <laughs> I think we missed one sometimes. Yeah. Ten. Eleven. Whatever. whatever. It's September. <clears throat> yeah. But anyhow, six albums as per usual. And uh, this month we have Dolly Parton, Pure and Simple, Britney Spears, Glory, Riley Walker, Golden Sings, something, 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 good on for a while. Uh, John Paul White, Acts of Civil Wars, uh, Beulah, Giggs, Landlord, and Viola Beach, Viola Beach. But we shall start with Dolly and her 43rd album. That's, uh, yeah, okay. You know, I mean... 43 solo albums. Yeah, and a third in five years. Uh for the uh, 70 years young Miss Parton. She's, she's hitting the um, the creative period. Yes. Well, is she, Pete? You tell me. I don't know. Um, well, I do know, because I have listened to it. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Hey. That's a leap of stars. We're off to a good start. I'm actually quite surprised. I was like, 43? Oh, 43, okay. And, and, um, and I'm ashamed to say it. 70. Oh, yeah. I actually thought she might be a bit older. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Her wigs I, are older. I digress. Um, okay, Dolly Parton's Pure and Simple is an album that, uh, if you have seen um, her her Glastonbury appearance of late, or have actually engaged with what Dolly Parton's doing these days, or if you're just a general fan of that sort of country sound, it's it's all right. I mean, it's it's middle of the road. And I'll be honest with you, it's probably one of the weaker. Of it, is, it, is, it is middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's middle of the road. Very old school. Country it's very western. old school country. But actually, what I quite what I what I liked about this album was in a few of the tracks, particularly you know, the like of which, like "I'm 16" and "Head Over Heels," you actually get a sense of someone that still has a zest for life, is still sort of can sing authoritatively about what it's like to be a woman, what it's like to be um, amorous yeah. or sexual, and what it's like to be in that position. And actually hearing that from, from Dolly Parton after all these years, it's kind of really nice, you know. So it's kind of hard to sort of rail against that and say, well, you know, this is just this is just an old country star singing about country. Yeah. Because actually there's quite a bit here that, that that's entertaining lyrically. Um, but as I say, it is, it is quite middle of the road. I, I don't... It's probably sold the bucket load over stateside, but I can't see it being a sort of big, big success here. But it clearly taps into that thing that we've been tapping into the last few years around around country and around how country is now much more mainstream even here than it was a oh, absolutely years ago. definitely um, and and she's just she's perfectly tapped into that. It isn't the best country album we've done. It's not the best country album by um, or country sort of type album by a, a how can I be polite a, a more an elder states an person. elder states person of country that we've done this year but actually it's, it's all right I, i'm not gonna knock it yeah i agree i mean it's, it's it, it, you know it's certainly not top draw dolly by any by any any means but you know you can you can tell you can tell 
that she knows her knows her craft that she kind of shows through through on the on, on the record you know she's been the reason she has churned out and i mean churned out in the nicest possible way uh, 40, <laughs> yeah. 43 albums is the fact that her output has been quite consistent and of reasonably, reasonably good quality over over, over the, those years you know she still writes all her own material um you know and that this there's a couple of great songs there. Like the, the title track, Pure and Simple, opens up everything. It's really, really nice. And I also like to Never Not Love You, which is near the start of the album as well, which I think was a nice, nice, nice track. And then the rest, the rest of it is, you know, it's fine. Um, it benefits by some restrained production, so it's, the production doesn't go over, over the, over the top, and doesn't try and kind of over orchestrate everything. Um, but yeah, it's the kind of thing that if you're a Dolly Parton f- f- fan, you're going to buy the album and think, yeah, it's a Dolly Parton album, it's all right. Yeah. But it's not one you're going to kind of buy and go, oh, wow, yeah. this is the best album ever. So so why are you really buying this album or downloading it on Spotify or whatever? Uh, probably if you, because you're a fan, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. And, you, and you have the previous 42 albums. <laughs> or, or if you go for the special edition. <laughs> You get the um, you get the live album experience from Glastonbury. <laughs> live in, in yeah, in quotes. In, in, yes, indeed. Um, so no, no, it's, it's it, as as you say, it you d- you don't get to forty three or even seventy without having something left to, to sort of offer. Um, it, it it's it's a good album, but it's as I say, not not the greatest of the batch here. Right, we move on to the uh, ninth. Ninth album from Britney Spears. Really? Glory. Wow. We've got some stats tonight, folks. We have. Um, and let's be honest, um, I don't really think there have been many people who have been particularly pining for a new Britney album, at least. Apart from Kevin Bacon in that advert. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not at least I know. I mean, this is a woman who's essentially been playing Vegas for the last several several years and yeah. is still on book to play, play carry on playing with Vegas yeah. through next year, I think. Okay. Um... And an artist for, for me, for whom her last great song was ten years ago, which was "Piece of Me," off a uh, yeah, blackout album in twenty six, twenty seven, no. um, and so I wasn't really holding out any hopes for this record, particularly. Um, so I'm sure, as people are listening, they're probably thinking, "Is there a buck coming?" There is actually. <laughs> this is, uh, I would say, possibly her best collection of songs. If not ever, then certainly for 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 a long time. Um, yes, there's no kind of "Hit Me Baby," "Oops," "Toxic," or "Piece of Me" type standout track, you know, on the record. Um, but similarly, on the albums that those tracks were on, there was a hell of a lot of filler. Mm. Hell of a lot of filler. Yeah. Whereas this, I think, is quite a well constructed collection of. Uh, modern pop songs, just the usual kind of leanings towards R and B on things like Slumber Party, Love Me Down, um, and other compulsory current pop tropes are in there as well. But then you get some interesting bits, like you've got some kind of ethereal pop on Invitation at the start of the album, which I think is one of the stronger tracks on the record. Um, you've got um, some kind of banging club music on uh, Clumsy. And then a bizarre kind of almost kind of Lulu Paloma Faith thing on what you need towards the uh, tail end of the album. And 
it all kind of works quite well. The, the, there's an interesting mix of voc- vocals on the on the album, uh, very good sounding vocals. Um, so whether <laughs> Britney's singing it or not is open for debate, as it often happens when there's good singing on a Britney album. Um, but she's got a good selection of songwriters writing with her. So um, Justin Tranter, who was one of the co-writers of the NCE's Cake by the Ocean, mm-hmm. the songs of the summer. Um, and his writing partner, Julia Michaels, um, a pair of them co-wrote the current Gwen Stefani album. They've written half this album. And it, it's kind of good. I mean, I, 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 highlights for me are... Um, do you want to come on up, come on over? Which is a kind of Prince, Wendy and Lisa Definitely, thing with yes. a bit with a bit of Pharrell esque guitar in it, which is quite yeah. quite good. Uh, the aforementioned um, invitation, which I quite like, um, and I think it's either I can't remember if it's just love me or just like me. What just love me, uh, which is also just like me, yeah. which is also pretty good. Cause, yeah. um, so over, overall, I was pleasant pleasantly surprised. Um, so it's not an album that I'm, I'm gonna, I would rush out and kind of buy in hard copy or anything, but. Yeah, it's it's one of the better pop records we've reviewed. I I would agree with you to a point. Um, this was the first of the current batch, this podcast that I listened to. And um, I was pleasantly surprised, if I'm honest. I thought, oh, we're doing a Britney album. Hey! Um, but actually, um, as you say, this is a really solid collection, sorry, solid collection of, um, of, of, of songs. It doesn't have any of those previously aforementioned heights yeah. but it, it, it you know there isn't really anything on here that's bad no it's, it's all pretty good filler um, you can imagine most of it being released as singles yeah. and oh, well, happily humming absolutely. away to it on the radio and it's funny when you mentioned do you, do you want to come over i really did feel prince was in the room at that point um which was nice considering uh and it's 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 a it's a it's a really it's it's a good it's a good album um, where it fell down for me was on second or third listen. I actually started to think, mm, okay, maybe it's not so great as I as I initially thought. It was yeah. very had an immediate impact, but actually on repeated listen was perhaps not not so great. But that said, um, there's some there's some quite good moments on here lyrically. There's quite humorous moments on here lyrically as well. Uh, and when you think about when you think about Brynie, when you think about her work over the years. This is actually quite a proper album, you know. Yeah. This, is, this feels like a, a comeback's probably a strong word, but but it feels like um, an artist who's carefully considered her next move and has put this out, put this out there, and actually it's it's, it's alright. It, you know, it's it's respectable in terms of um, in terms of as uh, Ben Kim once said. Yeah, respectable in terms of her music output. But 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 perhaps less respectable in terms of I guess I guess quality. I guess what I'm coming around to is I feel that there's still a really good Britney album in there somewhere. Um but it's not this one. Maybe it's another few years down the line. Uh, Britney unplugged. Britney unplugged. Absolutely. Um yeah, so it's a, it's an enjoyable record and um you know, it's got it's got some critical acclaim here and there, uh, which is probably deserved. Yeah, but obviously you need not make the mistake I did with the, on my first listen, which was listening to the deluxe version, which yeah, know, kind of yeah. is almost yeah, double the length. Yeah, yeah. And for my money, Toxic's the last big song of hers I liked. It's still the best song. <laughs> yeah. Written by our own uh, delightful Kathy Dennis, of course. Of course, yes. 
So we move, we change tact quite dramatically. Yeah, we in fact, um, and we move on to the fourth album, I think the fourth album in like three years, from a young gentleman called Riley Walker, Golden Sings That Have Been Sung. Try saying that when you've had a drink. Um, I will attempt so in a moment. Yeah, so only eight tracks, uh, 40 minutes. Feels longer. <laughs> Oops, spoiler. Um, <laughs> does feel longer than that. Um, I have written, does feel quite long. It feels much longer than 40 minutes. Uh, I have a funny story, which I'll come back to in a moment. Uh, yeah, this is all right. This is all right. Uh, we've listened to plenty of albums of this ilk over the last couple yeah. of years, at least, if not longer. Um, there's some very lyrically, some very humorous moments in here, genuinely humorous. I know I say this a lot when I review albums, but um, some very humorous, humorous moments are in this. Um, you know, when we're, uh, for example, when we're playing footsie with Jesus and, and yeah. boy, boy, he has a, a soft touch and, uh, and, uh, and, um, you know, the next round is on me, but obviously it'll have to be water because I'm poor. Um, so sort of, some great stories in there. Um, but as you've alluded to, some of the tracks feel just a little bit too long and a little bit too serious, apart from the sort of comedy <laughs> or unintentionally funny lyrics at times it just feels a little bit too long for me um that said positively speaking um I, I, again nothing really to fault musically it's oh, a, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah, clearly a very gifted gifted very, guitarist and musician. very gifted uh, a musician each of the compositions feels fully thought out um so for me this was this was this was again a good record uh it's not going to challenge my lists for the year uh but but then again we've listened to far worse yeah absolutely i, mean, I think there's a big this is a record with a really big kind of 70s kind of john martin al stewart mm. uh nick drake isaac guillory acoustic folk rock yeah vibe to it uh and surprisingly also with a kind of added addition of some grateful dead for additional good measure um, you've just boy you've just done all the references I know <laughs> and the opening track kind of perfectly encapsulates that kind of whole kind of thing and that whole kind of vibe and, and also demonstrates how well it can, can, be, can be done the first opening track is just delightful I'm like, when I listened to this the first time round I was thinking yeah I like this album and then by the time I got to the end of the first listen I was similar for you but the, the only thing I'd written down as a note on first listen was feels long it's only 40 minutes <laughs> and you know uh, i think whilst the album has grown on me and subsequent listens since then i still think that criticism uh holds holds true and i think there are the album would have benefited by several tracks being cut down a bit closer to the i will ask you twice is two minutes as opposed to age-old tales eight minutes um, and it just if you find the album kind of drifting somewhat in a kind of improv, yes, kind of way. And improv, I think, and I, and yes, I think, and I think, like but I think, but I think yeah. he is that kind of artist. I think, I think he is that kind of uh, person who you know you, and that's why I mentioned the Grateful Dead. It's the kind of person if you went and saw saw saw, saw live, that could be just a random, you know, ten minute. Noodle yeah, in the middle something of the, the, of the Jesse Marlin story about yeah, it. middle of the tr <laughs> middle of the track, just kind of going off on yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also that, that that's kind of 
the kind of music is very very laid back ideal for a sunny day actually very laid, very laid back oh, and, absolutely. You, and you almost find, I found myself wondering whether I should be kind of back in my student days kind of like you know like a spliff and just kind of like chilling and kind of going ah, as I said yeah. funny story coming out <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was going to until this morning I was going to say but yeah so, so apart from the first track and I will ask you twice the album doesn't really in the end grab me but I listened to it again on the way into work this morning uh, I suddenly found I'd kind of moved from indifference to parts of it to actually quite quite liking so I yeah, think this so yeah. I think this is actually a potential grower but I think you need to be in that kind of very laid back kicking back kind of frame of mind to to connect with it oh indeed but yeah it's 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 an interesting record so i um the first time i listened to this um i fell asleep i know you might have noticed i'm carrying a slight injury at the moment so yes I'm, so maybe i have a few restless nights um yes, but... peter's currently doing an impersonation of uh, one of our long-standing listeners <laughs> I've been warned off carrying my stick to the next gig. But hey, um, so I'm, I'm sort of carrying a bit of an injury, so maybe I'm not sleeping too good. Uh, about track five or six of the Riley Walker album, I actually did doze off and woke up in the middle of our next record. Wow, okay. <laughs> which and is? Which is John Paul White, Beulah? Beulah. Beulah. Um, and this is nothing against um, Riley Walker, but perhaps it's something against John Paul White in that I didn't really notice the transition. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So we've got John Paul White, who, as uh, some of you may remember, uh, was part of the band The Civil Wars with Joy Williams, um, whose first post-Civil Wars album we reviewed last year. Mm. And we were both fairly kind of lukewarm about it, I seem to recall. Um, although, what was interesting about that record was that she clearly made a conscious decision to move away from the, the kind of Civil Wars yeah. sound. Yeah. Whereas, John Paul White certainly hasn't. Or having a go at her ex. Yeah. Well, <laughs> certainly hasn't on, on, this, on this album, which sounds very much like the Civil Wars musically. Um, now, if, like me, you like the Civil Wars and you've got an album that reminds you of them, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But mm. at the same time, I think, <laughs> in the first half of the record, I think it's potentially its biggest problem. Yes. Because whilst there are tracks on it that are just good in and of themselves, particularly the opener, Black Leaf, which I think is a fine example of that, other tracks such as uh, What's So and I Make You Want to Cry, uh, picking the two most obvious examples for me, kind of leave you thinking they could just be that notch better with the addition of Joy Williams's vocal harmonies coming in. They're just... It's almost like it's that spot in the track that's just there for her to be doing a vocal. Yeah. Um, so that's a slight criticism, I suppose, in, 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 in that what I do like about the record is that it's, it's wonderfully bleak and bitter. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's not a happy record. It's not. No. You know, and, and it's, it's not as if it's one of those albums where he's clearly having a go at her either. It's, it's, no. You know, the songs where he's talking about is, is, is marriage and stuff like that. He's happily married, although yeah. some of the lyrics are thinking, really? Um, 
and it is it is just wonderfully wonderfully bleak mm. um there are other moments that i quite like of i like fight for you simply because that's definitely a hello john bon jovi's lawyers because um, it is wanted dead or alive by <laughs> bon jovi almost note for note riff wise um and then there's the the kind of least Civil Wars track on the album is a track called The Martyr towards the end of the album. Yeah. Which actually reminded me a bit more of kind of Joe Pug. Yeah. Yes. Um so over overall I think it's I, I think it's a good record. Uh, and I've enjoyed and I've enjoyed listening to it. And once you can get past the wanting to hear Joy Williams' voice coming in on some of the tracks, um I think it works quite well. It's kind of nicely, nicely paced, not overly long, quite focused. Like I said, I love a bleak and bitter record as well. So, <laughs> so generally speaking, thumbs up. Okay, okay. Um, I probably need to give this yet another listen because uh, because of um, uh, um, sleep problems. But uh, it, it, for me, this this just felt I just, it just like something. Whereas the previous record clearly was distinct in how one approached it this just felt like a bit more of the same and i, I know you're a fan so that's probably a good thing mm. um but for me it was very much um okay so this is this is kind of what i've heard before lacking obviously joy williams for obvious reasons and boy are those reasons obvious when you listen to some of this um i, I mean it goes so, so far as the track I, i've been over this before actually brings in a Yes, <laughs> substitute teacher. You know, yes, it does. Of, it's it's going, feels like it's just like I need some female vocals on this track. Okay, um, oh, let's just someone. bring somebody in. Yeah, and it, it's it just feels on some tracks it just feels bitter, and on other tracks it just feels bleak. And 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 for me, I, I you know, fair enough. You're an artist, very much singing from the heart on the sleeve, very much singing from the heart there. But for me, I just found this a very uncomfortable listen knowing something of what I know about the band now coming to this brand new you think blimey this is brilliant this is exactly the soundtrack to my heartbreak or or my marriage sort of coming caving in and coming down but it, but for me personally it was just oh, no 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 I've got nothing against it but musically but no not one of my favourites so you, how about how about uh Cheery South London instead. Okay, gigs, so, and, gigs and landlords. Obviously, um, rap. We return to rap. Of all the of all the albums on this particular podcast, as a uh, increasingly middle aged uh, white guy from the north of England, this was the album to which I most relate. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this. I thought this was a really good album. Um, okay, vocally. There might be some issues there, but he's got the smart, you know, he's got the smarts to actually bring in some of his more famous friends to cover for that. Yeah. Um, lyrically, uh, a really good mix of sort of, sort of, it's kind of like grime versus, hey, this is what I'm going through now. Yeah. And, and what he's going through now is actually, <laughs> now I'm increasingly middle-aged and I have two kids and I live this... I lived this life, and I used to live this other life, and uh, and that life was quite exciting. And now I pretend that that didn't happen, or still yes. doesn't quite happen around the edges. Um, so I'm just trying to do what 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 a man in my position can. 
Um, but actually, there were some really nice local references as well. Yeah, Lewisham gets a big up. Sham, the sham. Yeah, gets a couple a, of uh, gets a sham. sentences in. Exactly. Um, and, and I've said this before about really good rap albums. Some of them, unless they're on this one, but some of the most interesting things happening in electronic music are happening in the, in the background yeah. to, to many of these albums. There's some really sort of quirky, interesting things happening musically. Um, one of the criticisms of this album, which I've, 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 I've observed, is that um, actually sort of lo-fi production hmm. is one of the things that counts against it, along with his own vocal talent. Uh, not lyrically, of course, but, but sort, of, sort, of, sort of musically spoken word. But um, actually, uh, I actually find that quite endearing. And it reminded me, and this is going to sound way out of field, it actually reminded me of the Streets album. Okay. A yeah. Grand Don't Come yeah. for Free, when you had very lo-fi follow-up to a very successful album, um, where the protagonist tells a story, and this to me felt a bit like the, the, the grime opera. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, for me, I, I, I actually really enjoy. I really enjoy this record. What can I say? Well, what I can say is the 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 one the 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 biggest positive about this record is it's not Drake. Yes. I did write that down. <laughs> Here's a man that's happy with his life. Yeah. <laughs> Where if, is me with all my, um, you know, money and girls and yeah. stuff? If I, if I had no other good words to say about this album, mm. that, would, that, would, that would almost be enough, frankly, to make yeah. this the rap album of the year. <laughs> because, yeah, <laughs> within the first minute... It's already better than the entire, the entire several years yeah. of the Drake album. How um, was that record? <laughs> and um, I clearly didn't like it as much as as much as you but you have. Although I do agree with you that there is a lot to ad- admire on it lyrically. It's as you say, it is a mixture of kind of comedy, yes. um, kind of gangster rap, traditional kind of gangster rap tropes, and as you say. My God, I'm getting old. I need to like start acting like an adult, but I've still got that <laughs> past life and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then just you know, the great thing about listening to a British rap album as opposed to an American album is you find yourself walking down the street, headphones in, listening to something, and you kind of think, "Wow, Stephen Gerrard's taking up rapping." <laughs> when suddenly, in the middle of the best, you get A Star, yeah. who's a scouser rapper. <laughs> Yeah. Who I hadn't heard of before. Yeah. But who's just brilliant. I loved yeah, it. Brilliant. Uh, the, and the best is rapping pro- about talk stuff. Yeah, and the best <laughs> is possibly my favourite track on the album. Yeah. It's just it's just great. Yeah. In fact, I think the second half of the album is the better half of the yes, record as well, I, agree. I think. Yeah. So from kind of Lock Doe, which is bef- just before the best, yeah. onwards I think it's uh, definitely stronger. Um particularly like the uh, use of the kind of public enemy sample in Savage and mm. um of course, which is a kind of That's nice. That, that's kind of the deep that's the deep one. But yeah, it felt, it's heartfelt, though. It is, it is very heartfelt. Yeah. Um, Except when you remember the circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot to uh, say positively about mm. Gig's Landlord and a lot of reasons for wishing it success. It certainly shows, once again, that there's a strong and uh, good... Uh, rap grime movement mm. still present in the UK, particularly I, in, in in London area. 
still making in interesting music. Yeah, uh, we've 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 um we've done a in our in our course uh, over the years we've done a few albums that have kind of had that London feel to them, and uh, I think there's a lot to say about the sort of UK scene up against the US scene and actually being a bit closer, in fact being much closer yes. to the origins of, 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 of decent rap music. Well said. Word. So, <laughs> let's end on a happy note, shall we? And we end with the uh, oh, okay. the, yes. de the debut and final album from uh, Viola Beach. Uh, Viola Beach, um, for those who weren't aware this is the band who unfortunately kind of died when their car went off a bridge in uh, Stockholm earlier on this, this this year them and their manager all died and this basically is the young group of lads and so now the album comes out or it came out about a month ago I think and it's it's one of those in, in a way it's quite funny. I, I was in two minds whether to put it on the list of this review or not because it's one of those kind of things where you're thinking there's almost going to be that tendency to be either be too kind to it because of the circumstances, or potentially kind of go the other way of mm. thinking, okay, I'm not going to be too kind too kind to it just because you know. They're dead, and it's their only, only, only album. I'm going to be even more critical of it than I would mm. of anything else. Yeah, and I think I, I, was, I was almost leaning that way on the on kind of second listen to the, the record, um, but I've kind of pulled back from that now. Um, basically, what we have is, you know, a perfectly okay debut album. You know, it's it's not great. It's not crap. It's to use your your old stored word it's it's a it's a, a solid yeah. record it's a collection yeah. of kind of light indie yeah i've already used it once i can't use it yeah <laughs> that if if i was if i was being honest is slightly more haircut 100 than the smiths yeah uh, i don't mean that necessarily in a kind of neg negative negative way because haircut 100 made some decent songs yeah and um nick haywood uh made a couple of very fine Solo albums in the nineties, actually. Um, Tangled and Apple, Apple Bed, I think the one's called. Worth checking out if you're a Nick Haywood fan, or if you just would like something new to listen to. Um, and yeah, so so I, I listened to this album, and it is one of those things you're thinking. It's almost unfair to review it in some ways because you're thinking because we can't really say, you know, is this the start of something? Are they going to? Are they going to get better? Is this that kind of album that sparks off? A growth that mm. delivers a classic album in three albums time because this is this is it really yeah this is it um kind of irrelevant having that thought yeah. but you do wonder yeah i do and yeah. but but it's great it's it's fine i said there's nothing on it that's outstanding but songs like swings and water slides which is going to kick off the album and i think really want to call and stuff are kind of fun pop songs yeah uh, spiritually, um, it did remind me of um, definitely maybe, not in terms of sound, yeah. but in terms of here's a collection of songs um, that we put together and this is who we are. It's mm. that sort of statement. Uh, I think, unfortunately, in the, because of the circumstances, there's probably a little bit less thought in terms of, well, this is what we've got, so we've got to put it together somehow. 
Yeah. Um, and and had they had the, the, the benefit of the debut they probably wanted to do, I think it would have been even better than this. Um, but hey, that's an alternative reality we can't go into with this one. Um, I actually think this is a cracking indie record. Um, and, and I mentioned Oasis. It starts like Liam, and somewhere it ends like Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys. Mm. Um, so clearly those 20 years of, of great would have been, could have been indie bands of great success and lesser success later on yeah. um, is in there. Uh, so you do wonder, yeah, yeah, this is a cracking debut, probably an awesome follow-up, and then who knows, probably. Hopefully they, they wouldn't have gone the way of those other bands, but hey, uh, I, I think I think, it's, I think it's really I won't say solid because I think it's better than solid. It's a really good album. I think that what from the what we've got here as a as a as a as a tribute, as a collection of songs, as a as a, a sense of what this band was about. Um, this is this is awesome, and and it just. In many ways, it's a happy record, and then the yes, circumstances. Yes, yes, I agree with so, that definitely. You, and then, then, of course, it's bittersweet because you you remind you're reminded of actually what the fate of this band was, and uh, and then and, and that in itself seems like such a crying shame. Uh, what what a sh- sh- shitty year this has been. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of loss, um, so it's. For me, it's more than a solid album. For me, in terms of the podcast overhaul, overall, this time around at this batch of songs, this is my favourite album that involves guitars. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Whereas the previous album reviewed was my favourite album in terms of not not guitars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. it's a really it's it's well recommended. It's a good album. It's all right. Okay. So there goes another. Well, I've revealed my my play. What's yours? Um, I I think quite difficult actually this mm. month for me to pick what my favorite because nothing blew me away this month. Um, so I think I think it would be yeah. I would I would struggle. I think it would depend. It would depend on mood. Yeah. Whether, whether it was Giggs, Jump or White, Riley Walker, or even Britney, yeah, depending depending yeah. on what mood I was in, depending on mood. Okay, but so it's actually there's no obvious winner this month for me. No. Return next month, and we have some uh, unknown artists on the uh, on the review list. Oh, who? Uh, so Nick Cave. Never heard of him. Speaking of people that have had happy times happy recently. Times. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that'll be another uplifting album, no doubt. Um, Divine Comedy. Good, good. And others. And others. I look forward to it. Till then. <laughs>